Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Welcome, everybody, to Cinema Royale. I am your host, Travis Hobson of the Punch Drunk Critics. And that clip you just heard was from the movie I Origins, which is not out in theaters yet. Uh, I saw it in uh, at Sundance a few months ago, and it will not be on my <laughs> top five uh, movies of the first half of 2014 because it is not out yet. But there's a very good chance it will be on my list at the end of the year, which is why I have teased it. Now, uh, that movie comes out in a few weeks, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that movie then. But like I said, that's just a tease for maybe the end of the year's show. Uh, but as you probably surmised by now, this is my favorite show of the year, which is the best movies of the year so far show. And, you know, I, every year I always, you know, try to figure out a way to talk about why it's my favorite show. But I guess it really just boils down to... I like it in conjunction with the show at the end of the year because I like to compare. I like to see how my opinions change, how things fluctuate over the course of the year. And, you know, and the first half of the year is generally tougher because so much crap comes out in the first half of every year that, you know, when when a good movie comes out, it's it's extra special. At the, at the end of the year, you know, we get an Oscar contender every single week. But in these first six months, you kind of got to look for the best movies of twenty-four of the year. You know, you got to look for it. And you had to do that in this year as well because, you know, to me, this has not been the strongest first half of any year uh, by any stretch. 
but uh, there are some gems in there, and uh, and we're going to talk about those um, with uh, with uh, my good friend Rocky Hadadi of the Post Critics. How hello, are you hello. doing, Rocky? Good. How are hey. you? I'm good. You sound really kind of mellow. What you been smoking down or something before you came on here? No, I'm actually I'm posting my Tammy review right now, so I'm uh, just, I had my rage, and now I'm having yeah. my what are you gonna do <laughs> resignation. So. Yeah, my, my I, I will start writing my Tammy review as soon as this show is over. Um, but it's pretty much already written in my head. So. Yeah, that's, that's, that's basically how it was with with me. I was just writing it as it was happening, you know? Yeah. Like, what is, what is going on here? Yeah, yeah, I know. That's uh, we actually. I think uh, who was I sitting with last night during that movie? I was sitting with. Well, Tim was near me, and and May was near me, and we were just kind of like, "What the hell, man!" Like, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's always very strange for me to see Mark Duplass like in things. Do you, like, you yes. know what I mean? Like, I see him in yes. the league, and I know that he's like a big deal, but I think his character is the, like the most boring character on the league. So his like actual success in life is weird right. for me. So, right. In other words, yeah. Tammy will not be on your list today. So, so yeah, I will... One. It was actually going to be my number one. I will cut out that sound clip for Tammy that I had stored in our bank here. Uh, yeah. so we won't be using that. And also joining us uh, today is Brandon Troy of uh, Real Film News. What up, Brandon? What up? What up? Good to be back. What up, man? So yeah, I know. Good to be back. It's been a it's been a little while since you've been on here. Uh, a couple months actually, I think. So we need to. We need yeah, Comic Con, man. I, I, damn, then that's a year then. So it's <laughs> <laughs> not a couple months. That's a year. <laughs> no, but you're right though. You're you're like one of the handful of people from around here that goes to Comic Con uh, as often as I do. So I, you know, when when it's over, chances are I'll be giving you another phone call again. So, <laughs> fair deal. Yeah, but it's it's good to have you on here, man. Um, and, and you know, and I like to keep this this simple when I do this uh, every year. So we what we do do is basically we go around and we 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 list off our our top five movies of the first half of the year, and you just name one, and we just go around the circle until we're all done. It's pretty simple. You know, you can talk about your movie a little bit. We can discuss it a little bit after you're done, and uh, and that's it, man. And uh, and then we just kind of roll with it. Does that sound cool with everybody? Sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. sure. Now, Rocky, you, you and Brandon don't know one another, do you? I don't think you I do. think we, at least I know who he is, but I don't think I've ever actually met you. So, hi, Missy. Oh, yeah, I think we've, we've met in, in you know, indirectly, but, yeah, good to officially meet you, Rocky. Right. Hello. <laughs> yes, okay. All right, all right, all that stuff's aside now. So let's go ahead and start, and we'll go around. We'll go Rocky, uh, Brandon, and then myself. Uh, so, Rocky, let's start with you. And you don't have to do these in any order. Uh, mine aren't in any particular order. So okay. uh, let's go in here so with Would your you like me pick. to do all five at once, or yeah. am I just doing one? At one one at okay. a time. Um, well, then I am going to start with Veronica Mars. I knew that would be on your list. You knew, I mean, you knew it was going to be, which is fine. But, oh, but <laughs> that, again, like you said, is a reflection of the first half of this year. <laughs> Not so much it being like an excellent film. So yeah, but uh, but uh, but so you like Veronica Mars? Now is it because you're a, you're such a fan of the show, or was it? If, let's say if you weren't a fan of Veronica Mars, but you still like 
that movie so much? I think so because I still think that it was really clever and really smart, and I still think it had a really good ensemble cast, and I still think it did a nice mix of like the youthful and the noir. Mm. Like, I still think it did everything well that the TV show did. Yes. But yeah, I do think you needed to go in with some kind of semblance of what was happening. Even though they did effectively wrap up three seasons in like the two-minute intro of the movie. No I kidding. Do still think, I do still think you needed some kind of context to go in there. But it reminded me why I like Kristen Bell so much. Like I feel like in a mm. lot of things, I, I kind of forget how much I like her in Veronica Mars, but it was mm-hmm. new. I mean, she's she's played characters that are so vastly different than that. I mean, but then again, it's yeah. it's tough to find another character that's going to be like Veronica Mars. I mean, there yeah. that's one of the reasons why the show was so loved by people is that there were no other characters like her. Well, I, I think of it like Sarah Michelle Gellar and Buffy. Sarah Michelle Gellar has never had anything as good as Buffy. She didn't play the Joss Whedon game. She, I mean, she'll always be Buffy. But do you know what I mean? Like everybody else in the Buffy in like the Whedon verse, kind of like stayed tight with Joss and, like, did Comic-Cons and, like, all that kind of shit. Yeah. All the same kind of shit that Kristen Bell did with the Veronica Mars fan base that Sarah Michelle Gellar did not. So, yes, she'll always be Buffy, but it's not the same kind of comparison. In my mind, I just always compare them because it's the same kind of, like, cult female TV phenomenon. But, yeah. And that is kind of interesting that Michelle Gellar has never really, you know, been able to bounce back from that or or move on beyond that despite her having other roles she'll always be that whereas uh Kristen Bell who like you said has kind of played the game and done her thing mm-hmm. stayed stayed true to Veronica Mars cast and all that stuff play the game, and and she's tight. she's more than built a career outside of it mhm play the game stay tight with Rob Thomas i mean it's interesting yeah. because both of them also are fairly private like Sarah Michelle Gellar you never see her like you know what i mean like she's not like a paparazzi person like she settled down with Freddie Prince, which I still laugh about, and, like, had a nice little family. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, just, it's just interesting to compare. Why you got to make fun of Freddie Prince? What's Have you seen him lately? Like, he has an he, but he looks he, like a million years old. You know, yeah, he does, he does. But, you know, he, he actually wrote for WWE television for, like, a yeah. year. Yes, which I, I thought did. was really funny, especially when I, like, knew he was he was doing episodes. I was like, this is a Freddie Prinze joint right here. You know, it was, kind, it was just kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make your money somehow, man. You got to make hey, your money I, I know. Yes, it's true. All right, Brandon, what, what's, what's, what's first up for you, man? Uh, so I I guess I went the, the typical route. I, I, I'm i going to do it from, you know, five to one. So I guess this is my number five. Uh, I have what kind, what kind, what kind of book movie? This, is this it? was um, no, it's not a comic book movie. They're they're in the list, trust me, but they are, it's not not a comic book movie. Uh, I guess my first one is actually the Signal. You know, you were absolutely right. Mm. Um, this year was kind of it, it wasn't it wasn't as strong as it as it has been in other years. And you know, as you well know, at the top of the year, normally January is kind of like a dumpster month for a lot of films. So hey. it was really yes. hard to really think of five, you know, five films that really, like, stood out for me. A lot of the films that I wanted to add, actually, that are kind of, like, honorable mentions for me, um, mm-hmm. you know, technically they were, because of the the festival circuit, they were released, you know, in early 2013 before getting the uh, official yeah. expanded release in 2014. So, yeah, so my first film, like I said, was The Signal, um, 
And it was a film that wasn't, I didn't really know a whole lot about. I know that there's been a little bit of buzz generating about it, that it, it is a film that kind of stays with you. And, uh, you know, by all means, I uh, absolutely agree with that. That is definitely one of those films that kind of uh, stay with you. And it, and it kind of kind of gave me some deja vu, which a lot of people have also brought up of District 9, not to, like, really give mm-hmm. any, like, plot points away or mm-hmm. go into any spoiler territory, but it kind of, you know, gave me that same type of deja vu or film that I had when I saw that film. It's a movie I'm disappointed I haven't had a chance to see yet. I mean, it played at Sundance, and I, I didn't, I kind of just didn't, just didn't make time for it. And when it came out here, I was just, I was gone, but I've heard from other people that it actually is you know, kind of a haunting sort of thriller. Rocky, did you have a chance to see the signal? Yeah, I did. Well, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just really dislike the second half of that movie and the ending. So okay. I, I, cannot, I cannot approve. I'm sorry. Okay. But, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. Feel my so, struggle. So, Feel all my shrug. <laughs> I could hear your shrug <laughs> in your in your opening comment, so it's it's all yeah. good. Um, all right, so so here's my here's a, a clip from my first film, and and this like I said, mine are not in any order, but these this first one, I would say would be my number five because it's kind of a tie. It's like this movie and Obvious Child, which I know Rocky hates even though she hasn't seen it. But uh, <laughs> here's a clip from the other movie that it, it would be tied with. Have you never been on a plane before? No. Because this is what it was like to drive in a car with you. Ha ha. Oh. Oh my god, we're flying. Oh my god, we're flying. Look. <laughs> Look at the cars. They're like... You two are so adorable. We're just friends. Well, she is. I'm not. And yes, that's a clip from The Fault in Our Stars. Uh, a, a, a movie that I was, you know, you know, Rocky, I was kind of worried about. What are you laughing about? Because your voice just got all dreamy. You were just like, it's just shut up. You went straight, 13 year old girl. You should be embarrassed. <laughs> I wasn't embarrassed until you said something about it, but uh, but yes, it's the fault in our stars. And, and Rocky, you know, I was I was kind of worried about this movie, um, mm-hmm. Every, not being able to live up. Yeah, like everybody was not being able to live up to the book. And and while I do have some quibbles with some minor changes it makes, you know, overall I think it gets the tone of the book really well. I think uh, the character played by Shailene Woodley, um, you know, I think she's. As unique, we were talking about Veronica Mars, how unique she is. I think she's a unique mm-hmm. character as well, um, mm-hmm. and and one that a lot of you know girls can look up to. And it's not your typical sort of cancer story. It's one that's hopeful, and I think it's a true love story, and not like your usual teen romance either. So I mean, I, I had a lot of fun with this movie, and yes, it's very sad. Uh, I will not cop to crying or anything like that, but I will just say that. But it did is, you? But did you? Because if you have to say something like "I won't Weren't talk you to there? God, it means you, you there cry. when I was watching it. No, I saw it at Denmark. Oh, oh yes. I'm sorry. You you saw it. You had the un- the misfortune of seeing it in Maryland. Yeah. So. Well, God. Okay. Terrible. <laughs> but no, I I know it's terrible. But no, I I did not I did not cry. I I came closer at the end of the book though. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. The book came close. There. How did you... There was the. 
the hint appears uh, on my Kindle, but not quite. How have you how have you felt uh, about all the Augustus Waters backlash? Because you know that consumed the internet after the movie came out. There's a backlash. Oh, you should investigate this. Yes, there is. No, a, now a, I need to know a, what what is the what is the backlash about? Manic Pixie Dream Boy. Oh, for Christ's sake! Uh, yes. I, I don't think he fits into that. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know. Yeah. No. I, I hope. So I know. So <laughs> I don't want I don't want to hear that, but I am going to go and, and, and look up that look up that talk now. <laughs> but that's funny. Alright, so so what's next for you, Rocky? Um, this is very hard for me because I have like I have reviews highlighted, but like you said, it's just been kind of an underwhelming first half of the year. So I might go with just picking at random I might go with the Lego movie. I might go with that. Because nice. that's also one of those movies where we all went in kind of being like, what the fuck is this? Like, it had so much hype, <laughs> but it was also a movie based on children's toys. So, you know, that was something that I enjoyed because it really exceeded my expectations and because Will Ferrell, who I love in every way that somebody can love another person, I felt like he was the, the perfect choice to be the villain and also kind of ultimately the protagonist. Um, so I really liked I really liked it overall. I really liked the voice acting. I really liked all the sly pop culture references. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Overall, I think it might be probably the best children's movie we've had so far in this half of the year. Um, so yeah, so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Lego Movie. That's a good question. Now, I don't know if I like it as much as How to Train Your Dragon 2, but. Oh, well, I, I, you liked How to Train Your Dragon too. Get your yes, I together. did. I get did like together. it, but I like the Lego Movie too. I'm not, I'm not downplaying Lego Movie at all. I mean, <laughs> it's sitting right there on my shelf, I'm looking right at it. So I, I, I do like it. Um, I don't know. I just like How to Train Your Dragon also. Uh, what's up, what's next for you, Brandon? Um, my next one, spoiler alert, is also not a comic book movie. Uh, so, so my number four <laughs> is actually a chef. It just, it just um, means you're, sa- you're you know, saving all the comic book movies for your top like couple spots. That's all it means. So go ahead. So, so actually, Chef, like I said, is my number four. And the reason why I went with that, with, with a lot of the films that we've had that have, are like, you know, franchise, you know, major franchise films, um, you know, this is a pretty intimate story. It's directed, written by John Favreau, stars him as well. And, you know, he has a pretty, a, a pretty, pretty awesome, you know, supportive cast by, you know, by... By the in comparison with any other film, you know you have Scarlett Johansson, yeah. you have uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr., and you know a 
I guess you can call it like a small cameo part. And then you also have uh, Dustin Hoffman, Oliver Platt, and I can just go on and on down the list of names. And like I said, it's a very intimate story about, you know, a chef that is loses his restaurant job and, and starts a food truck. And, and there are a lot of moments in that that are, you know, very, you know, hilarious, obviously. But it, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a simple story that has a lot of heart. So that's definitely, you know, my number four. I think that is a, a great pick, personally. So uh, good on you for that one. Um, actually, I went to go see that one again the other day. So I like this. Is this well. like go ahead, Ryan. third time you've seen it? Have you seen it like three times? Really? I, yeah. I mean, I just said I went to yeah. see it again. So that's only my second time, though, not my third. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say it's the one, I, I feel like it's the one movie that everybody in my office keeps asking me about that I, like, have not seen. But it's the one that seems to be, like, being the most traction week to week with people and I think it's still like doing pretty well. I think I saw in your roundup yeah. Travis but it's still like gaining or like holding yeah. study in terms of people going to see it. So it's it's, do, it's doing extremely well. It's 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 yeah. it's still in the top ten, you know, it's making about uh one point eight, one point nine every year, which is good for a movie that only costs a handful of millions of dollars. Um, right. I think it's up to close to twenty million right now. It's 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 one of those little movies that could, you know, it's just it doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be going away, um, which is good. And, and like you, I, I think it's the movie I've been asked the most about, mm-hmm. um, you know, this year. Everybody wants to know about it. Uh, every local theater around here is is really pushing pushing that movie hard, uh, probably mm-hmm. because they know they'll sell a shitload of concessions. While it's while it's playing, right. <laughs> <laughs> so so I understand the reasons behind it, but it's also a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, and here's my next one, and I'm going to play a clip of that one right now. How did you lose me? The treatment for my spine affects my DNA. You sacrificed your power so you could walk. What do you know about it? I lost my fair share. Huh. Dry your eyes, Eric doesn't justify what you've done. You've no idea what I've done. I know that you took the things that mean the most to me. Well, maybe you should have fought harder for them. If you want to fight, Eric, I will give you a fight. Let him come. You abandoned me. You took her away and you abandoned me. Angel. Azazel. Emma. Banshee. We were supposed to protect them. Eric, where were you, Charles? You abandoned us all. X-Men, Days of Future Past, May 23rd, ready PG-13. May 23rd, by the way. Um, all right, so that was obviously X-Men, Days of Future Past. So Shocker. I'm gonna start mine. I know, you, well, you knew it had to be on here somewhere. Uh, I am a huge X-Men fan, of course. Everybody what? knows this. Really? What? Crazy. I don't think like you've a, ever talked about it. Are you like sure? I learned to read. <laughs> It's, it's like I learned to read reading X-Men comics or Hold something. Hold up. Probably, you know which how probably to read. explains a lot. What? And this is where I learned all my Russian was by reading Colossus lines in, in X-Men oh, comics. Oh, good. Well, I, I, least, I know like, I know like know. three words because of him. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> X-Men Days of Future Past. I think it's actually, it's right up there with, with X2 for me as, 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 as one of the best of the franchise. And I, I think it's even better than X-Men First Class. I, I just... I think in terms of the way they're able to create an action-packed story and have this great sort of social and political context to it, setting it in the setting this one in 
in the was in the seventies, you know, in the yeah. heart of the yeah. And I think the way they're able to do that and 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 do it cleverly and 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 basically manage a, a cast that's almost like twenty deep and give everybody their <laughs> moment to shine. I mean, it's crazy how many characters yeah. in this movie and give everybody their moment to shine. I think it, it shows a real skill by Brian Singer and. I mean, I'm pretty sure that Matthew Vaughn could have done it as well, but but uh, mm-hmm. Singer does Singer does well, Vaughn did a pretty good job with X Men First. Sure, but I mean, yeah, whatever. I like yeah, I like Singer, yeah. despite despite. I like Singer too. All all the problems, all the problems that might be swirling around his life right now. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see if he actually ends up directing X Men Apocalypse. I'm not convinced. Yeah, uh, he can he can flash all the script pages he wants. I, I'm not convinced he's correct <laughs> that movie. <laughs> I don't care. Although but, I will uh, say, don't you feel like it's almost a good-ish sign that we haven't heard anything else? Well, you say anything official that he's not doing it? No, I just well, okay, we're getting derailed. This might just be a let's email okay. back and forth about rumors about Brian Singer's criminality. But <laughs> well, anyway. I mean, it's only been a couple of weeks since that latest rumor came out that, that they were yeah. having discussions about him not doing it and him supposedly being really pissed off about it. But I, yeah, I don't right, think we're going to yeah. hear anything. Yeah. I don't think we're going to hear anything concrete until, mm-hmm. until this thing either Comic-Con goes to trial. Probably, I think yep. we may make a, they're probably making an official statement because I'm sure a lot that's on a lot of people's minds. Mm-hmm. They may wait until then to actually make an official statement. But yeah, it'll right. be interesting to see how it all plays out. But they right, haven't right. ditched him yet, which I think no. is almost a sign of confidence, isn't it? I guess. I don't know. But isn't it also a, a, like the opposite to like pull him from the press tour for it? I mean, that's just as yeah, much. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm going to say like it's kind of fickle right now. I, I feel yeah. like the best move is always like minimize. So, like, if you pull mm-hmm. him from the press store, then you stop the news cycle. Yeah. Which Maybe. I think almost could be right. But anyway, it, regardless. It could be right. But ultimately, I feel like X-Men, for, uh, X-Men Days Future Past does a great job of of sort of rebooting the entire franchise and not really doing it. Kind of in the way J.J. Uh, Abrams' Star Trek movie did in the first one, mm-hmm. you know? And and if this bleeds to bigger and better things for X-Men, that's great. Uh, but it's got me looking forward to what's coming next. And not every franchise can do that in their, I guess, what is this, like their seventh movie overall, if you count all the other ones. Usually by then you're getting worn out, and I'm actually more excited than ever because of this movie. So uh, so, so that's next up for me. Uh, Rocky, what's up for you? Well, that was actually going to be up for me. And you pretty much covered all of it. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Days of Future Past is going to be my number three. I don't think I, interestingly, I don't think I loved it as much as you did, even though I essentially ranked it higher. I feel like I had the same kind of problems with the end that I had with First Class. But ultimately, like, this cast is, is so good at this point that yeah. it, like, it really helped carry the movie for me. Like, McAvoy and Fassbender, I feel like, is ultimate. Yeah. Like, I know Fassbender wants out of his contract, like, every day of his life, <laughs> but I love him as Magneto, and I, you know, and I say this all the time. Like, if there was just a spin-off movie of him hunting Nazis through South America, I would watch it. So, so for me, it's all about, it's all about the performances, and I also feel like uh, you know, they were always going to make Jennifer Lawrence's role bigger, I think, 
just to bank mm-hmm. on who she is right now, but I also feel like her role worked in a larger capacity. So yeah. overall, overall, yes, liked it, liked Quicksilver, despite my initial reservations, enjoyed it. So yeah, it's Quicksilver was pretty awesome. Number three. I'm I'm glad to hear he's coming back for the next movie too. I'm okay. just curious to see what how they'll use him. Like they used right. him perfectly in this one. It's like are they gonna are they gonna milk it and use them too long in this next one? I mean mm-hmm. we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Right. But uh yeah, but I, I dug it too, obviously. Uh all right, Brandon. What's up for you, man? Wow, you guys are stealing my thunder, but but it's good to see that we agree on, on one of <laughs> uh, one of the uh the um films. I I'm definitely gonna have to uh definitely claim uh, Days of Future Past is my third film. Um you know, in this post, I like to call it the post-Avenger era where everyone wants to do a shared universe and try to force the shared universe with all these various studios. Um, as you said, Travis, you know, there there were so many, you know, moving parts with all the, you know, with such a, loss, a large, excuse me, a large ensemble cast. And somehow, you know, Brian was able to make it work and still make it, you know, cohesive and, and still, you know, function uh, together, which, you know, you know, bravo, bravo to him. If, if anyone is, you know, capable of doing it, you know, he's one of the handful of, of directors out there that is able to juggle, you know, an ensemble cast, uh, pretty, uh, pretty efficiently. So, um, yeah, did I'm definitely going to have to put, did you call him Brian? Did you call him Brian? Like you guys are friends? Like you didn't say <laughs> Brian Singer, you just said Brian? I, I, I definitely did. Okay, I definitely did. Okay. But I'm, I'm going with that. I'm going with it's that. Boy, it's his it's boy, okay. Brian. You ain't know that. Yeah, no, it's his friend, Brian. It's okay. All right. All right. Got it. Um, but, but uh, uh, other than that, I mean, like, like you also said, um, I remember when we were, you know, having a discussion um, uh, a couple of months ago when we were doing our post-Comic-Con discussion and we were talking about how, uh, you know, Quicksilver was kind of, and we can kind of, you know, basically just agree that, that uh, 20th Century Fox just kind of threw Quicksilver in there just by virtue of the fact that, even though no one else wants to admit it, that because of the Avengers announcement that they decided, oh, you know, since we share the rights to this character, we're going to throw him in there too, just to kind of, you know, uh, uh, kind of... uh, I think that's absolutely what they did. Yeah, basically slap slap, uh, Marvel in the face, uh, essentially. But still, with that said, all those things aside, they still were... Uh, they were still able to make a character that, you know, basically stole the movie among all these, you know, uh, uh, superstars that you have in the film, Patrick Stewart, Hugh Jackman. Among all those characters, you know, you still left the film, you know, thinking about his entire sequence uh, within that film. So, you know, now the, you know, now the the ball is basically in Avengers, in the Avengers court and see what they, you know, come up with to still, you know, uh, come up with something that's that's unique with their uh, with their uh, Quicksilver character. So is this the best? Is this the best cast in all of superhero on all superhero movies right now? Uh, with the X Men have? Uh, think, right? No, close, mm. oh, right there. I, I in terms, of, in I terms of star power, do you, who, who comes close? I don't think the Avengers come close in terms of star power. I don't know. Really? Really? I don't really? think so. Really? Really? Look at the Samuel time. Jackson, the, Robert Downey Jr. Really? 
I don't know, man. I, I think I put I think I put Fassbender, McAvoy, and Lawrence up against the top three of the Avengers. Star power? Are you defining people that are critically admired or people that are commercially or people that are popular? <laughs> because James, uh, I get well. I guess I guess it's probably a combination of all of those things. It's probably I not, don't, I don't not, agree. not fair to say just one. I don't know. I think I the X might be better from top to bottom. But then again, they have a lot more. They have a lot more. Not, not in terms of like the average like dumbass American. <laughs> like, are you? <laughs> Most people know who Chris Evans is, but I don't think most people know who Michael Fassbender is. Yeah, I mean, I that might be a good point. That might so be a I good point. Maybe I maybe I am looking at Fassbender from the from the you know point of view of somebody who does follows this stuff like a hawk, yeah, I mean, you know, and looking, not like everybody. You're else, looking so. at it like it's your job. You're not looking at right. it like yeah, maybe that's true. You know? So, that, yeah. that, that, that could be true. All right. So so my next one uh, my next one is is the raid two, uh, which you know I mean. No, it's stop. probably my, look. It's probably my number one movie of the year right now. Okay, The Raid Two. <laughs> I absolutely love this film, and and I was a big fan of the first one. I, and, and and like and like that one, you know, I went into it hearing everybody, you know, all all, all you know, all the other critics saying how how amazing it was, and then sitting there in the theater with a bunch of other critics at Sundance and everybody cheering after every single action sequence. It gets to you. I mean, you can't help but feel the energy of these movies. And and this one is different than the first one in that it's, first of all, it's a lot longer, but it's also got more of a fleshed-out story to it. There's this whole, you know, gangster angle that's going on in there. And I remember the first time I watched it, I was kind of like, please just get to the next fight. Please get to the next fight. Stop all this talking. And I still hear a lot of people complain about that aspect of it, but seeing it a second and then a third time, I've come to appreciate all the, the... uh, the sort of mobster opera stuff that's going on with it, you know, it all I, it's, I appreciate it a great deal, and I think it actually makes the action sequences more important. So, I mean, these movies are fantastic to me. I, I'm not so sure that there's a better director out there right now than Gareth Evans in terms of being able to craft or choreograph a fight scene. I'm certain there's nobody better than Gareth Evans. Some of the angles he comes up with are absolutely insane. And if there was somebody I'd want to see take over a franchise like Transformers or something, it'd be him. Because I know he'd do something that I haven't seen before. Whereas, like, Michael Bay keeps doing the exact same thing I've seen. Like, <laughs> so I, I'd love to see somebody like him take over a franchise like that. But uh, The Raid 2 is, is my third. Uh, all right, Rocky, before we get to your next one, uh, we're going to take a quick break for just one minute while I go and grab something to drink because my throat hurts. So, uh, Are you serious? <laughs> well, we're going to oh. take a break anyway, but I'm okay. just giving you the reasons why. Okay. So, get out of here. <laughs> yes. So we will Let's be go. right Go away. We will go. be right back. Enjoy some music and shut up. Yeah, I stand firm with the mic in my hand Calling out your phony niggas that be fighting my man Keep it up, you know I'm fed up Now it's time to go head up I guess who was born Naturally born to leave you torn Calling out the cause, you best to get it reformed Look, try to innovate Wait, 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 you still won't sound great Talking about you got a new style How'd you dig in my crates? Well, I'm, I'm here to tell you that I'm busting your bubble You in some hot water Should I say some lyrical trouble? There's a door, see your way 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Y'all talking about to play your most time after time. I caught you bluff. You need to quit. Just chill. Come on, I know your next move. When my two get together, it's like crank rules. I prove a point. Make you dance in this hip-hop lane. Staying true to the roots. All elements to comprehend. You still don't get it. Reality is a must. How many like you must All right, and we are back. See, that wasn't too painful. You're okay. You survived, Rocky. Mm. Whatever. I'm sorry. All right, so we are about halfway through our our best of 2014 list here. And, uh, Rocky, you are next up. So let's hear what you have next. Okay, so this is is my number two. Whatever. Okay, sure. Um, I'm going to go with a little movie you may have heard of. I don't know if you've actually heard of it. You might not have heard it. There's a little-ass movie named Godzilla. Mm. Yeah, that's going to be my number two. That's that little indie I don't film even, that, that came out. Yeah, yeah. micro-budget, like really small mm-hmm. budget, like yeah. no recognizable stars. Yeah, mm-hmm. zero CGI. I mean, who needs CGI? Um, I, so here's the thing about Godzilla. So I did not see Godzilla at the press screening. I paid to see this movie on a Thursday night with one of our colleagues, the one and only Jen Chaney. And we met up at the movie theater. And we sat I know next her. To each other. You know her. And we sat next to each other. <laughs> and every time, every time I like reacted in like a over the top way, which was like every ten minutes, Jen would like turn and check that I was okay. Like that was <laughs> that, that was how my reactions to Godzilla went. I feel like it was one of the best trailers we've ever seen, and ultimately, Great I trip. feel like the movie like really capitalized on the greatness of that trailer. I really enjoyed how it built tone and I really enjoyed how it built like an investment in Godzilla. And I would really go with the sense that like it felt to me, even though you didn't see Godzilla that often, this was really a movie about Godzilla. Like I know you had to have Aaron Taylor Johnson being, you know, doing, doing what he does, which he does well. Um, but I really yes, felt like yes. this was a movie. I really felt like this was a movie like about Godzilla. So that last, I feel like that last fifteen minutes, like I still think about how much I want to see that last fifteen minutes again. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Godzilla as number dose. I'm, I'm I'm really happy that you like Godzilla so much. Yeah, I know. I know you didn't as much. So no, not fine. as much. I did. I did like it. I just not as much as yeah. you. But I did like it. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, what's up for you, uh, Brandon? So, my number two uh, is awesome, pun intended, is uh, the Lego movie. Um, 
you know, kind of, I guess I can kind of, uh, I can agree with what Rocky said. I went into this movie, you know, and I know there was a, uh, some buzz generated about it initially um, that it was, you know, a, a film to check out. And I was like, why the hell am I seeing a uh, Legos movie? You know, for all those same reasons that you, you know, brought up, Rocky. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, you know, I was very much surprised. And I dare anyone to not leave that film with a smile on their face and sing the, you know, Everything is Awesome which I was seeing for the next few weeks to my chagrin. But anyway, uh, but uh, yeah, like that, that's definitely my number two. And, and just in general, my top two films are films that, you know, kind of blew it out of the water for me because there were a lot of, initially there was a lot of uh, detractors about, you know, who was involved with the film as well as, you know, the, uh, the film itself. So, um, so yeah, I, I definitely would have to give the, the nod to the Lego movie as my number two. Okay. All right. So, so my next one is, is chef, uh, which you brought up earlier, uh, Brandon. And like I said, I've seen it a couple of times now. I absolutely adore this movie. And if you've ever looked at me, you already know that I love food quite a bit. What? So the fact that this, <laughs> so, <laughs> so a movie that, 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 that obviously shares that love of food is a movie that's going to appeal to me, and John Favreau obviously does. But the thing that I really liked about this movie, other than the fact that I think that it's it's this really sweet sort of father and son story, a story about a father passing on something uh, something important to his son, passing on a legacy to his son. Uh, also, it's also a movie that is very personal to to John Favreau as somebody who started off. You know, as this as this indie filmmaker, and then took a break from that to make Iron Man movies and Cowboys and Aliens, these big studio films. And I think he's had sort of a had sort of a you know ran to a creative brick wall, and you know he kind of lost his way, and now he has he's had to you know like the character in this movie go back to his roots. And I, I think there's there's something something sweet in that, and I and I think that's really really good. So so and the, the cast is fantastic. I love John Leguizamo in this. I think he's hilarious. Uh, Bobby Cannavale, Robert Downey Jr. for the couple minutes he's on screen. And I even like uh, Scarlett Johansson, you know, in the in the in the minor role she had. You so, even I mean, like Scarlett Johansson? How shocking! I don't for you. like her. In every, I don't like her in everything. But uh, oh, okay. but I like but I liked her in this, and it's it's good to see her not playing something typical for her. You know, it's kind of sort of a, a a normal role, you know, which she doesn't always get to do. So I I, I dug this a lot. Um, it's you know obviously in my top five, so it it could end up in my best ten of the year. But we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, I was so hungry by the end of this movie too. I just, yeah, I think right? the first thing I, I got out was was order some food. That <laughs> <laughs> is the first thing I did. <laughs> so, but anyway, so that's the next up for me. Um, right, and and Rocky, you said you still haven't seen it, right? Yeah, I still haven't seen it. I still haven't. Seen it. So I gotta, I gotta get on that. Yeah, you do need to get on that. And when, and when you do, I want to hear what you think of it. So. Okay. Fine. All right. So. What's up? What's next for you? This is is this your number one? Is this your top? This film? is my num- This is my top film. <gasps> I'm almost I'm almost embarrassed to say it, but you know what? Fuck it. I'm not embarrassed. I'm gonna own it. It's also a movie that I've seen twice. Do it. It's also a movie that I've paid <laughs> to see. And I don't know. I don't know if you can. Um, I guess. Can I guess what you, it is? Do you want to guess? Do you want to go ahead and guess? It's a movie you're embarrassed to admit you like. 
Uh, see, sure. it's not Tam- it's not Tammy. Uh, let's see. Uh, is it? It's Million Dollar Arm. Are you serious? You really you really like the Million Dollar Arm. <laughs> are you Are you being for real right now? Because no, I'm, I always I'm jo- do. Obviously joking. I, always I know do you hate Million Dollar Arm. Telepathic abilities, but I, I do I, know. I, I, I no. know you hate million dollar arms, so no, I know that's not it. Go, go ahead. <laughs> you mean that my long tirade about colonialism and the othering and <laughs> during our weekly podcast did not you that I hated million dollar arms? Um, no, my number one movie of the year so far is the one and only Twenty Two Jump Street. I fucking love that movie. Nice. I don't care what anybody says. It is still making me laugh. Like three weeks after I saw it. Um, I don't know. I just really, I just really enjoyed that movie, and I haven't laughed at anything as much this year. I liked how self-referential it was. I liked all the stupid inside jokes that apparently nobody else really got. You and I talked about this, like how oh, at, yeah. each, at each every, each time that I saw it, like nobody laughed at the jokes. I like was not sure <laughs> everyone around me had died. Like I just, I just but you know for. A sequel that was going to be kind of obvious and pandering and something that we all feared. I really feel like it came together well and yeah. it improved on everything that the first one did. The only the only thing that I didn't like is that there wasn't more raw wriggle. Everything else I loved. So I'm going to go with yeah. jump. It's brilliant. I mean, it, it's 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 on my honorable mentions list. I mean, I. I I'm 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 with you. I mean, I think there's all, everything about this movie is hilarious to me. Um, so so yeah, I, I I was not looking thinking what you know what what could it possibly be? How can it possibly live up to the first movie? Which I which you know you left probably like me. We're not expecting much of either. No, absolutely. And now you've got yeah. two movies that are arguably the funniest movies that come out in the years they they were released. So it's. You know, I don't know if they'll do a third one, but I sure as hell hope so. And I kind of hope they go right. all the way to 2021, like in, like in those sequels. They suggested, and they suggested a bit. I mean, not to give anything away, oh, but I mean, God. it has been out already. They, they did, yeah. you know, at the beginning, mm-hmm. beginning of the film. So, you know, yeah. maybe we'll see it. But the other yeah. thing, too, like on top of it just being, you know, funny, is I really feel like, and, and this kind of goes back to like our X-Men thing, like my weird thing that I like about actors is I like when you get a sense of, like, the actual relationship between the actors in the movie. I feel like you got that. And they seem like they really are having fun. Yeah. Right, and you got that with the friendship between McAvoy and Fassbender, like, in the X-Men movies, and I really feel like you get that with Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum in the sense, that, you know, and Adam and I have talked about this, in the sense that, like, Jonah Hill is, like, the really annoying little brother, and Channing Tatum is, like, the more handsome, meathead, dumbass. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, like, it works <laughs> really really well for me and and if you go back and you watch any clips that they do like on late night TV together like if you haven't seen them on Conan from like yeah. this movie, you really need to because it's excellent but yeah sorry I've droned on too long but it, it surprised Not really. me you know, it surprised me so 20 you, you, you said how you feel and it's okay you can take as long as you want I have so many feelings I have so many you always do <laughs> too many alright Bra- <laughs> right, Brandon what's, what's your number one Okay, um, my number one is uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Um, I, I, you know, this this film and as well as like I said, um, the Lego Movie. Those two movies stood out to me thus far because the other movies that I've had on my list prior to that, 
you know, they were, you know, they were good films, and, you know, even Days of Future Past I wanted to put up there, but the only reason why I didn't have it in my top two is because, you know, as good as a film as it is, you know, we still had the given of Singer returning to the franchise, and it, that wasn't the case with, you know, the Lego movie or with Captain America, where you, you know, you yeah, you had, you know, some, with Lego movie you had, uh, you had some uh, folks in terms of their, uh, in terms of prior work that they've done, um, in terms of comedies that that I was familiar with, but I mean, with Captain America: The Winter Soldier, you know, who would have thought that the the Russo brothers would pull off, you know, uh, yeah. a very entertaining, you know, Captain America movie? I mean, I remember when when it was first announced that they were that that we when they have that Winter Soldier was going to be the title for the next film, and you know, the Russo brothers were going to be doing it. Uh, you know, no one was really, you know, you had a lot of detractors out there and a lot of people were thinking, you know, why are these guys being, why are these guys involved with this film in terms of genre? It's not really their forte, but, you know, lo and behold, you know, they made me a believer and they made, like I said, uh, an awesome, you know, Captain America film. And, and there's so many things, you know, that they had to juggle in terms of not only making uh, an entertaining uh, um, Captain America story first and foremost, but also keeping it within, obviously, within the the shared universe vein and still moving the story along. So, you know, kudos to them. And, and I mean, minor, minus a couple of, like, char- characters that, that I, you know, nitpicks that I have, um, it, it's, a, it's a great film. And, I mean, uh, aside from the, the superhero plan or that, that angle, you know, on its yeah. own, it's, it's a great film, even if you take out the, the superhero element of it's very bo- it's very born esque, and I think I don't think anybody was expecting that from the Russos because they are known mainly for comedy and not for stuff like that. Right. So I mean I agree with you. It's, it's an excellent film. And Rocky, are you like actually like moving right now as you're talking? What do you mean? No. I why? Can, I, I, oh, I hear all all sorts of noises over there. It sounds like you're moving. I'm something. not. No, I'm not doing anything. If that something is not me. What? I hear the something too. That's not me. Okay. No. Brandon, is it you? No. Okay. Is it just you? Maybe Julian is on the line somewhere, and I don't know. He's usually the one who's the one making all the noises on the line. How complete my life would be if Julian had hacked in and was like ruffling the cassette tape like he was that one time. My life would be it would just it would be perfection. But I'm sure if sadly, I texted him right now, he'd he'd call in, but. It's probably too late right now. Okay, he's probably like rewatching Twenty Four. Let's be real. <laughs> I need to watch that too. By the way, I need to. Get no, you don't. Nobody needs I, to watch Twenty Four. I need to. No, I, I've watched every season. I need to. I need to catch up. I need to see Mondays. I need to see last nights. All right, so let me get to, to, to my. No, I need to get to my last film, and like I said, this is not my number one film, but it is in my top five, obviously. And uh, mm-hmm. here is here is a clip from that film. Would it be all right if I show the children the whoring bed? After all, they also had a stake in this event. You need to see it, right? Let's go see Daddy's favorite place. Come on, boys. This is where it all happened. Uh, 
boy. That are you actually are you actually being for real right now? Is that actually your number one? <laughs> I, I told you these are not in order. Okay, I'm I really need to leave and never talk to you ever again. We so, have never actually talked about Nymphomaniac because I didn't even know you had seen it. No, of course I'm not gonna see it. Are you kidding Why? me? Why? Oh, you're the worst. Well, anyway, I love Nymphomaniac, and this is when I was, the the first half, the first uh, chapter of the film, I I saw by surprise at Sundance, it was not, I was not expecting to see it, and and, uh, I was pleasantly surprised, because I, I, look, I expected this movie to be just porn, Lars von Trier style, and it actually isn't, I mean, yes, there is some graphic sex in it, but not as much as you would think, (laughs) you haven't even seen it! How are you gonna tell me what's in it? You ain't seen it, but there's not as much in it as you would expect, and it, there's actually a real story there that he's trying to tell about this character Joe, this woman who is basically grown up, and only thing she has known is sex, and it's the only weapon she's used her entire life. And what happens to her when she cannot form relationships with people in a regular way. It's it's a movie that I think is really, really smart. And yes, there's some some moments of extremely dark humor in the Von Trier style, but I think uh, this movie is far more than people uh, were expecting it to be. And it's to me, it's, 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 it's simply one of his best, best movies he's made in a long time. So the second half of the movie, I think is, is vastly different than the first. It's still just as effective. Um, but I'm really dying to see them both together in the full four-hour package. But uh, I like Nymphomaniac Volume 1 and 2 a great deal. Uh, and Rocky, you really should watch it. I mean, no, I'm what, not. What are your, you know my thoughts on Lars Von Trier. Seriously, no. what are your objections beyond seriously, just the Von Trier thing? I mean, it's not beyond just the Von Trier thing. I think Von Trier is terrible. Thing. I literally <laughs> have With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A surprise. I've been very honest about my fact that I think he's the worst. So yeah, so no, I don't care. I've, I've have no you ever liked any of his movies? Um, no. I don't think you don't so. like you <laughs> I feel like melancholia was visually affecting, but I don't think I liked it. No. Do you like no. breaking the waves? No. Oh God, I love that movie. Okay. No. All right. So, yeah. All right. I read everything from *Nymphomaniac*. Know what happened. Know how it ends. Don't care. No interest. Pull it up for okay. myself. No regret. But you know, each their own. I, I hope you. I hope you watch it one day. Just. just how much just of this is also because of how much you love James Borg, though? Like how much of it? 
How much of his what? How much I love Charlotte, Charlotte Gainsbourg? Yeah, like how much oh. of this is colored by your love for her? I mean, that, I mean, that's a big that's a big part of it. Absolutely, mm-hmm. okay. absolutely, that's a part of it. I mean, just like you, you know, your love of James McAvoy probably colors your love of X Men. I mean, it's just it's just one of those things. If she's in something, I'm probably going to like it a little bit more. I I can right. watch The Science of Sleep because she's in it, even though I don't think that movie's particularly <laughs> very good. You know, <laughs> but I can watch it because she's in it. So, I mean, yeah, that, that is a big piece of it, and she is really mm-hmm. strong here. I think it's a movie that, you know, she's she's always plays these characters that are really, really sad, and her character in this movie is about as somber as one could possibly be, uh, but she's also, at times, full of rage and fire, which I think she's also very good at depicting, so, you know, I, I, I did I did like this movie a lot, and she is really great in it, um, but so everybody what is. is he doing, what is he doing next? I mean, doesn't he take a long time between projects because of, like, his own yeah. shit? So, like, yeah. can he do anything next? I, I, I heard, I, I saw a story somewhere that he's already developing his next movie, but I couldn't give you mm-hmm. details on it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm anxious to see what it is. And, and for me, Von Trier, I like a good deal of his movies. Uh, I think, but I think even the failures are interesting. Like mm-hmm. a movie like, like Dogville, I think is an interesting failure. You know, so, yeah. His movies to me are always an event when they occur, so I look forward to them. And I was really looking forward to Nymphomaniac, and it it, it met my expectations. All right, so everybody's gone through their movies, and and, and I want to get everybody sort of, uh, I I guess I would say, give me a movie that is not on your list that you would want people to know about. You know, a movie that you think has, has merit, has value. Um, that maybe just missed your list or something. And, and Rocky, uh, do, you, do you have any anything like that? Um, yeah, I mean, well, because you and I have talked about doing, like, performances. So mm-hmm. I have something yeah, that was performance-based. Um, mm-hmm. And it would be Belle, which mm-hmm. I really like. And I Tim feel like... Movie. Yeah, I feel like it was... I really enjoyed it, and I feel like it kind of went under the radar in the way that some art house films are apt to do. Um, but I, I really, just really enjoyed the performances in that movie overall. And I cannot say her last name, but Gugu was the Gugu Mabatha Raw. I liked her a lot in the movie, too. I liked her a lot more than I liked the film, but I thought she was really good. Right, exactly. I, I think the film is melodramatic in the best and the worst way that yes. those kind of English period pieces can be. Um, but I feel like she did a very good job and she was simultaneously like really subtle but really affecting and I really liked her relationship with the white like surrogate sister figure um Sarah so, yeah. character yeah so yeah. yeah so overall I enjoyed it it also gave me another reason to think Draco Malfoy is the worst so um <laughs> so yeah so, so I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it overall, and and I think it is. I think it is still showing. Like I think it's still at landmark and stuff. So mm-hmm. I would encourage people I, to go see that. I think it's actually done fairly well on a in an mm-hmm. art house in an art house way, you know, because I think there has been a lot of solid buzz about it. I mean, there were a lot of people comparing it to Twelve Years a Slave, which I think you know brought mm, no. people in to see it. No, I mean it's it, it. They compared it that way in that yeah. most superficial of ways. It's like it's about yeah. black people and slavery is involved. So it's just what? like okay. <laughs> <laughs> So they're like, like Twelve Years a Slave. Well, no, it's not. It's but, the uh, exact same experience. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's, That's not really uh, Did you have anything that you thought was, you know, particularly awful that you wanted to mention? 
Me? Um, yes. Oh, my God. I don't know. You might need to come back with me for that one because I've seen a lot of fucking garbage. <laughs> you need a whole other show for that one, actually. Yeah, I don't even. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about giving me, like, a whole big list, but anything that stuck out in your mind is something that was especially bad that you wanted to mention, but it's okay. I mean, I, I don't know if there's necessarily one thing, but I, would, I, I feel like there have been a lot of, like, really shitty, like, C-level action movies in this mm-hmm. half of the first year so far. Like, there has been Jack Ryan, I which I found profoundly Still disappointing. Still haven't seen I, Frankenstein. Still haven't seen um, it. Right, there's I, oh, Frankenstein. No. There was Jack Ryan. There was um, the Hercules. There was Brick Mansion. Oh, no. Please. Right. Yes. There was Brick Mansion. There was Three yeah, Days Brick to Kill. I mean, there was a lot of fucking garbage action oh, so far in the first half of this year. <laughs> All right, Brandon, what about you, man? You got any movies that uh, that are just maybe just missed your list that uh, you wanted to mention? Yeah, so, like, if you remember at the top of the show, I was saying that there were a couple of films that, you know, they technically, you know, uh, were released last year and it's because yeah. of the festival circuit, but, you know, they had an expanded release, and I'm kind of bummed because it would have been in my top five, and that would have been uh, Bad Words uh, with Jason mm-hmm. Bateman. Um, you know, it's the... Well, it, well, it didn't get its theatrical release this year, so it counts. Yeah, yeah, but I know that, that in terms of the festivals, uh, it yeah. did, you know, show back in 2013, but still, yeah. with all that said, um, you know, Jason Bateman, something that he, you know, directed, he starred in, and it's probably one of the most despicable characters that I've ever, you know, seen him mm-hmm. play, but, you know, with all that said, it's you know, it has a lot of dark humor. It's very hilarious. And, you know, but even though the character is very despicable, you know, obviously there's a reason behind, you know, all that mean-spiritedness. So, you know, there's, at the end of the day, it is not to give anything away again, but there's a, you know, story about uh, family that, you know, comes into play, you know, further down the line. So, you know, that would, would have definitely been in my top five, and actually his performance, was actually something that I wanted to pinpoint as well, but again, because of the technicality, you ended up on my uh, honorable mentions list. You're so technical. Okay. Um, I so, know. So, so, <laughs> so, I mean, a couple for me. I mean, I, I, I really did like the Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, I was a big fan of uh, Joe with Nicolas Cage, and in particular his performance in it, which I think uh, if it came out later this year, we'd be talking about him as an Oscar contender. But by, the end the, but by the end of the year, it's not going to happen. We need to argue about that shit later on. Later on down the line. <laughs> and I also enjoyed Under the Skin uh, by Jonathan Glazer. Um, and, uh, and Begin Again, which comes out this week, which I thought was really, really, uh, really enjoyable. Um, in terms of uh, movies that I thought were just kind of just pissed me off, they were so bad. Uh, Hate Ship, Love oh, Ship, Kristen Wiig. I my list after Go ahead. Okay. Well, Hate Ship, Love Ship with Kristen Wiig, I, I just think is, is just one of the most boring things I've ever watched in my life. Rock, you saw that one, didn't you? No, I didn't. Did okay, I? Okay, don't bother. Wait, which happens, th- what happens in that I one? thought you did. I thought you saw Hate Ship, Love Ship. Is that the one with Darren Chris? Yes. Oh, yeah. Fuck that movie. God, that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, really? Le- <laughs> the Legend of Hercules, uh, brutal. Uh, Ping Pong Summer, saw that at Sundance and hated it. And it came out in theaters, and I hated it again. Um, Labor Day, 
Labor Day, which <laughs> is should probably go on like the most disappointing list as well because I mean yeah that was terrible. Also, Hate Ship Love Ship is not the one I saw. I saw Girl Most Likely. I saw Girl Most Likely. Oh, okay, yeah, Girl Most Likely is well. I never actually I never did get to see that one, but Hate Ship Love Ship is bad too. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do that. And Maladies, which nobody saw. That's the James Franco movie. Uh, him and Catherine Keener. And it's just it's really... Oh, the one where he plays himself? How bad is it's, that? Yeah, it's this really pretentious thing, of course, where he's essentially playing himself. You know, mm-hmm. showing showing clips of him on on on, uh, on the soap opera he was in. I think it's General Hospital. Oh, it is terrible. just an awful thing. It is, yeah. He's playing oh, an actor who is, who is now quit acting to become a writer. And, of course, he's having difficulty writing. Ugh. Can I can I amend my terrible list to add yes. another terrible item? Yes. I would like to discuss how terrible Transcendence was because it was really funny. <laughs> Transcendence is so terrible. I forgot to mention Transcendence. Yeah. I forgot all about it. I forgot it existed until you just brought it up. <laughs> yep. Mhm. Yeah. Real bad. Real horrible. Probably like if we, if we're talking about like how good ensembles have been, this was like the most wasted ensemble of all time. It was everybody that was like, yo, Christopher Nolan will do your boy a favor by coming in his movie, and he'll fucking ruin the fact that we're doing him a favor. Like, what the fuck? You're going to get an awesome ensemble together, and you're going to waste all of them? Honestly, yeah. really? For real, though? Also, and it, it, wait. And it also <laughs> shows that being Christopher Nolan's DP does not make you a good director. Alex, did no. you know that computers are dangerous? What? What? <laughs> what? what? Yeah, that movie was awful. Other movies that were awful have missed for real. Pretty awful. Um, <laughs> well, Legends of Oz, Dorothy's why, why do you Why do you hate the faith-based movies so much, Rocky? Why do you gotta hate them? I, I also hated Mom's Night Out. I also why did. You, you know what else I hate? Hobby Lobby. Well, we're not going to go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> did you see my post about the Hobby Lobby film that Rick Santorum sure. is coming out? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. America! Freedom, yeah. Church of State. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of there was a lot of garbage so far. But, you know, yeah. whatever. Whatever. So what do you think for the second half of the year? Does anybody have specific things that they're really hyped about? If we have time, otherwise we can end this shit. Well, Brandon, said, Brandon was going to give us... His, well, actually, you know, actually, and then, then I actually, I'm glad you brought that up, Rocky. I actually do have a couple of films. But <laughs> in terms of my, like, like turret list, essentially, is uh, a couple of them you guys have already named, um, and it kind of worked in reverse from what I have from the top five, so like five to three are basically films that are like no-brainers, basically like Legend of Hercules, uh, Frankenstein, and Brick Mansion, but actually the two top ones are actually films not necessarily that, I mean, they're awful, don't get me wrong, but it's because I had, you know, expectations going in, and that's my number two was, like, The Monuments Men, you know, with the ensemble. Oh, that they yeah, had. that was you, you know, That was so boring. Yeah. And, and it's, it's the same, too, because, you know, you have such an incredible cast, and you have, you know, you have George Clooney in the director's chair, and, uh, and you uh, wrote it, started, and then you have, like, Bill Murray and all these, all this, and, and you have an incredible ensemble, and to have it turn out the way that it did really a thing. Um, and then, like, the last one, I would say my top one is, and you'll you'll probably agree with me on this one, Travis, is Amazing Spider Man two. 
Like, you know, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a person mm-hmm. I love hero films. I know, kind of, uh, but, you know, there's so, there was so much going, so much that could have could have gone uh, the right way with this film, and this is like a clear example of everything that can go wrong with what, what I was discussing earlier with uh, trying to stuff too much into one film in order to use it as a, a, um, a franchise, you know, a franchise starter for, you know, spinoffs and, and shared universes and what have you. So this is a clear example of what not to do when you're trying to establish, you know, a universe if that's what your end game is. So. Yeah. But I can go on the whole rant on a whole show about it. <laughs> We'll, anyway. we'll do another show about that. <laughs> we'll do another show about that. But uh, maybe we'll do another show. We we look forward to fall because I mean most of the movies I have on my fall list are some. I mean some of them are I've already seen like Frank, which is amazing, and a movie like Whiplash and The Skeleton Twins. Uh, those are the movies I, I'm you know that I've already seen. But uh, I think I'm, I'm looking forward to The Hunger Games, Mockingjay, I guess. But I don't know. I don't know what else I'm really looking for in the fall Locking right now. Oh, the Planet of the Apes. Oh, the Planet of the Apes. No one said anything. Oh yeah, don't the Planet of the Apes. It's it's uh, it's so it's so near that I'm not really thinking thinking of it right now. But um, are you in the galaxy? No. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's so obvious. So obviously we're looking forward to that. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to Purple Bosses too. Very excited. Yeah, the trailer for that fast. just came out. I'm already halfway through writing my thing about it. So. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. Um, but anyway, but but that, that, that that's a, that's a, a good a place as any to end the show. I think. But uh, but Rocky, Brandon, I appreciate you both coming on here uh, to do the best of the year so far show with me. Uh, like I said at the beginning, it's my favorite show, and I only bring people on here whose opinions I actually give a shit about to be on it. So I appreciate you both coming on. Oh well, thanks. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh sure, no problem, Brandon and uh, and Rocky. I will. Talk to you soon, I'm sure. If well, well, actually, we have no more movies this week, so maybe I won't. No, but, probably not. Have a good yeah, fourth. <laughs> All right, have a good fourth. If I don't hear from you on the uh, podcast this Sunday, we'll we'll talk some other time. Right. We'll talk about True Blood <laughs> and how terrible it is. Well, you liked the last episode, so you can't say it's totally terrible. I, did I like it, or did I think it wasn't as terrible as it usually has been? It sounded like you liked it. Okay, well, I, I, I can't even, I, I deny, I deny everything. I you deny can go all. back and amend your recap and <laughs> make it harsher if you like. <laughs> 48 hours later, I've changed my mind. All right, guys, thanks a lot. This has been a lot of fun. I appreciate you both coming on. Sure, thanks. All right, okay, all right guys, thanks. Bye. All right, and that concludes this year's Best of the Year So Far show. I want to thank... Brandon Troy of Real Film News and Rocky Haddadi of Chesapeake Family Magazine and of course the Punch Drunk Critics for joining me. Uh, I will see you again soon at the on the next regular episode of Cinema Royale, which may or may not be this Friday. This is Fourth of July weekend after all, and I may be gone, so we'll <laughs> just have to wait and see. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, follow Cinema Royale on Facebook. Uh, to learn more about this upcoming show. And also go to cinemaroyaleshow.com and sign up for the podcast, seven ninety nine for the entire year, and you get everything. Our total back catalog 
uh, all the special episodes just like this one, and you're also entered into our monthly drawing to win a blue, a brand new Blu-ray. Uh, like I said, this month's is 300 Rise of an Empire. That's $7.99 for the entire year, $7.99. Thanks a lot for joining me on this episode. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye.